What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. What? Yeah. <sighs> yes. Welcome back, everybody. Another yeah. exciting installment in two middle-aged <laughs> men's alcoholism recovery and just fucking hanging on by the skin of our teeth some days Woo! yeah push it real good mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that should be our new theme song push it. instead of uh <laughs> it's yeah the... instead of n- n- neglects like spooky true crime music <laughs> which i love yeah. it always sounds his music at the beginning always sounds like unsolved mysteries it's true i never thought about it that way it does have a little true crime vibe to it and now we just need push it real good. And you're like, what's up? I'm John and I'm an alcoholic and I'm going to give it to you straight. So I was listening I'm to. Done. <laughs> I was Don't listen- be a drunk motherfucker. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was listening to some other podcast and they like, like the whole intro had the song going and they were like pumping you up about what they were going to talk about and all this stuff. And I'm thinking like, do we need to do something like that? Is that what's going to get? Nah. And I was like, I. It doesn't feel, it just, it feels a little corny, I guess. But I mean, to each it his own. It doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't feel genuine to you and I. Yeah. I don't think you and I have ever been less pump it up kind of dudes. <laughs> no. I like, I like moody true crime intro. I, I'm more yes. of that kind of, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's yeah. funny, moody true crime, when I, and you can go back in the pod uh, feed, and I interviewed Joe about it, and, mm-hmm. um, he said that his original inspiration for the theme song for us was Barney Miller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it was just kind of funny to me that he's like took this like, okay, I know these guys. Yeah, Barney Miller. I want it to be kind of funky, but not, you know, but it's still like my right. style. And so. Um, right. But this yeah. is you and I. I'm, I'm fish. I won't be a pagoda. Mm-hmm. You can be Barney. Boom. That's right. Um, what are we going to talk about? So today, in the midst of everything, we had a couple of different topics, and the letter is F, and I mm-hmm. thought that future tripping would be something that we could discuss. Um, I think that's great. I know that i don't know why uh, sorry put gave you a little heart there um <laughs> thanks buddy i need all the love i can get man so Suffering. what is future tripping and how does it relate to my alcoholism so i mean obviously mm-hmm. when people worry and people have anxiety and they think about the future and whether or not like i mean in march i, was, I don't i didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come and and that was terrifying and um 
I have a very strong feeling that I'm going to be in that position again. I will be a little more secure this time, but it's it's pretty close. So this idea of always worrying about what's going to happen in the future, and I saw this meme that said something about it was like, oh, you, oh, you have some, you have a problem. It says, can you solve it? If the answer is no, then don't worry about it. And if the answer is mm. yes, then do that thing and don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the way to simplify it down, though. So, right? but yeah. I think that in alcoholism, and I was thinking about this earlier today. When we were drinking, when I was drinking, mm-hmm. and I think that you know, I probably speak for you too. There is this constant. You know, it's an addiction. It's this constant, ever-present um, uh, 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 craving, and this, this, this need and desire, and just over—it it overwhelms everything else. And so, you have to always think about what the next drink is going to be. We've talked about being prepared and stocking up on things, or thinking you're gonna—you right. know, which never, never works, right? You buy the big. You buy the big jug of whiskey thinking it'll last you a week, and then, you know, you're still through it in three days, so you just drank more. But you're always like, and what's the next one, and what's the next one? And it breaks it down into, like, hours where you go, well, I just got to go to work, and then I can have a drink after work. So if you put in the bus ride, and I got seven hours, so I can make it seven hours, right? I'm kind of hungover. I'll make it seven hours, and then I can have a drink. And then the the hours click by. And there's that other little... um, that that scene in the Simpsons with uh, Lenny where they have the hole in the, in the bar. So that's the only hole where sunlight comes in and they've drawn a uh-huh. line on the floor and it says drinking time. And so they just yeah. watch the sun pass over this thing. And once the little spotlight of sun reaches that line, then they can start drinking. Yeah. And so it, it overwhelms, it overwhelmed all, all of my, my thought processes. Processes, processes, process. Process I. So, so it was a constant future tripping about where the alcohol was going to come from, let alone hangovers, unpaid bills, broken relationships, right. yeah. um, mm-hmm. all the poor eating habits, every right. other fucking thing that came with it. And so I think that it gets, you know, and not, and not to diminish anybody who's not an alcoholic who has anxiety who has you know issues with worrying about the future it's a normal natural thing to do i I think that i think that what's not so normal and not so natural is to well uh, let me let me rephrase that what is not so helpful is to allow it to overwhelm you to the point of paralysis which is what i think happens and you know with especially with drinking, I mean, it, let alone the hangover, uh, the paralysis of a hangover, and then to have to worry mm-hmm. about like, oh god, I just got to feel better so I can get to work, and I've only got a couple hours to do that, and it's not enough time because I can't sleep, yeah. and then I'm gonna feel like hell all day. And where's my next drink? So I think it's almost intrinsic into the alcoholic mindset to trip about the future. Right. Um, right. And so. Yeah, and then in recovery, Our remedy. I find myself still doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Sometimes not, it's not as prevalent or pressing, but I found in my recovery that mindfulness is a motherfucker. <laughs> it really is. It is fucking hard to be mindful. It has been incredibly difficult for me to just live within this moment because all I've known for the past 
you know, 17 years, 20 years previous to my sobriety was not being mindful in any way. So it's, it's, it's very difficult for me in six years to, to redirect that, 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 uh, that train or that, you know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. train of thinking, that train of thought, it's been really hard. So mindfulness has been a bitch. It's, it's been really difficult, but when I do get it in those fleeting moments, it is really, it's really quite, it's quite something. It's very different than, you know, what, you know, the way I processed and worked before. So I think with future tripping, the idea here is to try your hardest to practice mindfulness or try to find, or at least for me is try to find some technique or some way for me to practice mindfulness, some type of mantra or some type of meditation or some type of you know, action that would make me think, okay, I'm here in this moment. What needs to be taken care of in this moment should be taken care of. And I shouldn't worry about, it's just like that meme. I shouldn't worry about things. It's not worry, but I shouldn't fret about things that I have no control over. Right. Mm-hmm. Isn't that all serenity? Prayer mm-hmm. shit, what is uh, God grant me this right. ready to accept the things I cannot change. Right. Um, right. Change so when my yeah. parents got sick with COVID, Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom and dad, and I wasn't really supposed to talk about it, but I guess I can be more open now because they're recovered, you know, but my mom and dad got COVID and they're both in their mid sixties. And uh, I remember being really scared about it. I was very scared to lose them because everything was telling me in the media that they were going to die, that they were in that age range. My father has, you know, like his, his lungs aren't the greatest. My mother is a cancer survivor. I was like, wow, their health is not conducive to living like a good life with COVID, you know? And my mother kept telling me, all I can do is what I did when I found out I had cancer. You know, my mother spoke to a cancer survivor, another cancer survivor who was currently undergoing chemo at the same time my mom was. It's like something out of a movie, right? And this woman tells my mom, I I just do a serenity prayer. So that's the only way I can deal with it because I'm only in this moment and I'm only mindful in this, I'm only aware of this moment. That's all I can really think about, you know? So that's my mom said, that's how they got through the COVID was just, that's how she got through it, dealing with it, you know, was doing the serenity prayer over and over again. So I try to apply that in my life, just that simple mantra, that simple line of thought, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like that simple trick that's not simple at all. Um, but I think that's what future tripping is just a device we've used forever, man. Just like you have just outlined in your old previous monologue <laughs> with me, it's just... <laughs> We are so accustomed to like having to prepare for the next drink, the next pack of cigarettes. How am I going to eat? How am I going to pay bills? Am I going to make it to work tomorrow? I've got four hours to sleep, an hour to get ready. Am I still going to be drunk when I get up? Who fucking cares? Let's drink another one. Fuck it. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm sitting here like sober being like, fuck, everything is on me. You know, like every night my wife and I sit down and watch the news, we watch the NBC news on YouTube. Cause I don't, I don't fuck cable no more. I ain't giving him money, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we like watch it every night and every night, like I go to bed, I'm like, I look at her and I'm like, I got to stop this. Cause this devastates me. It's like devastating. Mm-hmm. Like I am so hopeless when I go to bed and I can't watch this anymore at night with you because I'm future tripping. Like, what's going to happen? It's never going to go away. We're going to be sheltered in place forever. And the ones of us who have to go out and work, they're going to get sick. And we're all going to fucking die. And it's going to come back. And then, you know, getting links on my Instagram to an article in The Atlantic saying, you know, basically like, coronavirus is never going to go away. It's just going to keep coming back every year like the worst flu you've ever had. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, 
but these are all things that are out of my control. Mm-hmm. These are all future trip and things that may come to pass or may not. It's so uncertain. That's what Megan always tells me. It's very uncertain. You cannot, all you have is right now, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely, it's true. And so we're just, yeah, trying to combat that because it's it's such a natural, normal thing to be freaked out and, and want some, you know, there's there's never any real certainty, right? Okay, we've come to realize that very quickly these days that there never really right. was any. Jobs can be lost and shit can move, and you know, um, you Quick. had to deal with mm-hmm. like a, was a year ago you had to move. Remember that whole yeah. shit? Yeah, it was you know, a year like, ago. I had to move and it <clears throat> came out of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, so that shouldn't be. I'm trying to not let that be something that scares me. That like there's literally no uncertainty, and I. But it doesn't mean I can't plan for things. I can't be prepared for things. I can't continue to be, you know, mindful of of where I'm at right now. And those actions, they always build on each other. So we'll, let's, you know, we we always take our physical fitness as, you know, it's a good it's a good marker for yeah. you know what you can do and what can be achieved. And I think that. When I look at something like at the beginning of July, you're thinking I was going to do 100 push-ups every day, and I said, I can't do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. There's no way. And and in that month, I was able to far surpass my goal, and I was able to – I could do more than I ever thought I was capable of. And right. I think that focusing not so much on the – larger number whatever that is at the end of the month but rather the small because you want to you want to get mindful jerry go do some push-ups there's nowhere else to go like you are there and you feel every single one of oh, them. i know i did a bunch of them this morning so um and i suggest that to anybody who's who's having trouble with mindfulness That's get on the floor idea. and go do yeah. 20 push-ups do, shit do a plank Mm-hmm. Dude, try to do a plank for a minute and you are living in that moment in that plank you know yeah i don't know if you fuck with planks i fuck with all kinds of planks but not yet um i'm still uh, doing the 40 push-ups. seconds dude 30 seconds into a plank you're like wow i'm in this moment right now you know and then you start shivering about 45 50 i don't i can't do them for very long but yeah that's absolutely right that's a great analogy is to be mindful by just 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 do push-ups everywhere fuck it just i bring do gloves yeah, yeah, I do. Just well, do don't them. do them inside. Do them outside. Do them outside. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but th- being being as mindful as I can about what I'm doing rather than looking at the large, daunting task of even living the rest of my life, making it through the next six months, and knowing that there's going to come a day where I am not going to, like, work is going to stop. Like, I know this already. I don't know which day it is, but it's ultimately the, the weather's going to be bad and the restaurant's going to close because there won't be any outdoor dining, right? There won't be any mm-hmm. outdoor seating. And, you know, let alone if something worse, like Corona comes to town, you know, in a, right. in a wave that, that is uncontrollable. So these are all real things. So what can I do today? I go, okay, well, I can eat healthy. I can take care of myself. I can exercise. And I, I don't want to... I want to step aside just for a second from our conversation to say that I think it's one of the most important things against, you know, virus and immunity and all that kind of stuff is that vaccines are important and masks are important and social distancing is important. Absolutely. But much like combating my alcoholism, 
that I didn't realize was diet and fitness is vital to yes. a healthy mindset, mm-hmm. right? So I worry less if I know that I can do 100 push-ups in a day, not because that does anything necessarily, except I feel accomplished and I'm focusing on that that task. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about the huge overwhelming woes of the entire world or the NBC Nightly News that's right scaring the shit out of me about what's going to happen. Well, you know yeah. what you know what else could happen? Things could get better. Things could yeah. You know, things in an unprecedented way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, just, absolutely. We, we had unprecedented earlier this year, so it's like um, I think. I think that mindfulness is a motherfucker is true, but like all of these things that we do, it's a practice, it's a practice, it's a practice. So, you yes, know, it is. I You're f- right. You're right. Just like the hundred pushups a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and a practice. I, I had a therapist one time who told me, <clears throat> okay, so what are you worried about? I don't remember what I said. And they said, and then what? And then I said something else. And then what? And then what? And then what? And, I think in the process of doing that and looking back on that, like it feels the the answers I were give I was giving were things were going to happen to me from the outside. And at no point during that questioning about and then what did I step into it and say, well, and then I am going to change my behavior and then I am going I was not really into this therapist. I wasn't I was still drinking and mm-hmm. But so I think that's another thing is to look at the actions that I can control today in this moment, trying to be mindful with, you know, this conversation with you when, you know, we started a little bit later than normal and that's fine. That happens. Um, But then it's like, well, I have to go to work after this. And so I have to be, uh, well, is there enough time and this, that and the other. And then it kind of destroys the quality of the conversation. right? Right. It destroys right. the quality of the connection in the moment. And it's fine. I'll have enough time to fucking get showered and dressed. I already made my lunch, Jerry. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. You just got to get your slacks and your white exactly, shirt. And you'll exactly, be all right. right? Yeah. Um, so they're so, right there in the bed. I know they're, they're right there. Right yeah, the exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's all fine. Um, but there's mm-hmm. that, you know, it's like that <laughs> nagging itch. I'm like, I already made my lunch. You yeah, know? Of course. So, I know it. I absolutely live with it. Uh-huh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because even I am like, shit, I'm running late. John's going to mm-hmm. have to go to work. Fuck, Megan. Like, <laughs> Or the guy that I gave fucking, um, you know, a million. I gave him like 50 peaches the other day. And he said he was going to bake me a pie. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to give it to me on Monday. And then he said he was going to give it to me on Tuesday. You know, and in the middle of this whole conversation, he's calling me and he left me a voicemail. I'm not certainly not going to play it right now because we're in the middle of recording mm-hmm. a podcast and I'm not going to pick up the phone. But it's like, is he right. going to show up with a fucking peach pie? Now, that's not a bad thing, but it's also like it's distracting from the moment of this conversation. And I know this is getting a right. little more meta <laughs> about talking about I'm, the- I, And I'm sitting here going like, Walter, why didn't you just make that pie like two fucking days ago? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Walter. <laughs> And it's not even it's him. The only this motherfucker time. I know who makes pies. Oh, it isn't. It isn't. Yeah. But uh, but you you wouldn't be you wouldn't be wrong. Um, and he wouldn't call this early in the afternoon. But um, <laughs> but so it's like all these things. And so we we do the you know we talk about the shit fuck stacking um, and just compiling mm-hmm. and compiling 
woes and problems and worries and stresses and annoyances when right now we're just talking and yeah, yeah. trying to have a conversation and get through our afternoon in the best way that we know how. And yeah, certainly we always, you know, we're not, not everybody's going to be a hundred percent engaged in every single conversation all the time. And we try to be, and I think, I think our, our best conversations, our best podcasts are the one where we're really into it and it goes by quickly and we're like, Oh wow, that felt really great. So yeah, we're always trying to find that, but it doesn't always show up. Um, but I can't, I just can't think about Sunday. I can't think about Monday. I can't think about September right now. Like, and this is, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think that in a lot of ways, this, the blindness through which I have been walking through life has been in some ways lifted because of the coronavirus, the pandemic, the, um, the shelter in place, the, then the the civil rights movement that's happening right now all of these things are making me realize what's far more important is not whether or not i'm on time for my shift to wait tables on a wednesday afternoon (laughs) like that's that's fucking like low on the priority and still i have plenty of time it won't be a big deal so we try to combat the future tripping with the mindfulness that's the that's the antidote um right are you meditating at all these days because i haven't no, been no man i don't <laughs> meditate man that's why i'm freaking out every night in the fucking news um well i practice a weird form of meditation i guess when i paint it's very mm-hmm. meditative to me i am listening to podcasts and there's outside you know i'm not doing that traditional meditation but there is definitely a sense of mindfulness when i'm making art and that's how I'm making my job right now is commission painting. So I spend most of my day in the garage, you know, painting. And so there is a sense of mindfulness there, but I don't think it's it's more diluted. Like I need a more powerful sense of it. And so I should be meditating. Every podcast will just be me starting to be like, I should be meditating, but I am not. Should we start? Should we uh, should we start each start podcast a with, a, with a three minute meditation? Just <laughs> silent, just silence for three meditations. I don't know. I mean, minutes. listen, if anybody's out there thinks it would be a good idea if they'd like to meditate with us for three minutes, maybe we could put it at the end. I mean, it's a podcast. You can always skip through it, right? It's not like... It's not I like just a, don't know if, if dead air for three <laughs> minutes is great radio, John. You, I, know? You, 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 you make a good point. Um, maybe I could do like a... You, you could write up like a guided meditation maybe. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm not doing it. No. Hey, okay. I was going to say, I, I can't let this one go. Okay. We were talking about your uh, 100 push-ups. You did 3,000 push-ups last month. I did 3,400 and change. 3,400 and change. So I think we should get you a t-shirt that says no background checks. <laughs> so then when people are like, why does that say no background checks? You can flex and be like, because you're at the gun show, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, you're at the gun no show. There's no checks. background checks. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, no background checks. But it's really. But anyway, it is. I, you, your heart is in the right place with this meditation thing. It absolutely yeah, is. But you're right. I'm just am resistant to anything. But also, yeah, three minutes of silence. I don't know how it's going to work in the podcast world. Could you have like a or little just me meeting? guided meditation? Yeah. Be like, listen, y'all are on a fucking bridge, right? <laughs> 
Yo, there's some hobbits. The hobbits are hiding under the bridge. They're hiding from you. We're meditating in the Shire. You're one of, you're one of Sor- Sauron's Dementors. I know Dementors from Harry Potter. I'm not a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guided meditation. What is a Dementor? Is it like a ghost or something? That's from like, yeah, it's like one of the Harry Potter, like they were the guards at the jail that mm. like, um, Gary Oldman was in. I think that was the last one. But then one J.K. I saw. Rowling wilded it out. Well, I don't want to get into that, but she wilded it out. She mm-hmm. needs to fucking stop tripping. But anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think. Well, the Dementors. I think Twitter needs to be taken from away from a lot of people, and I think people are too quick yes. to just throw out every I think single thought. It needs thought. to be taken away from everyone. Mm-hmm. And then Probably. when something crazy happens, then we let it happen. And then, but see, I'm also not political. Like a, we're not a political podcast. We're just two dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the idea of of mindfulness to combat the future tripping, I think, is really important. And I I think that even just sitting quietly for um, like 60 seconds and people I know, I. I, It's not a bad idea. I 60 seconds, 60 seconds. Think about where you're at and what you're doing, you know, like the good intro, the the meditations that I've I've done in the past and the, the app that I've used, you know, they talk about feel your arms in the chair and realize where you're at and you know and if something you know another thing that i do is i try to stay proactive about things that come up so if i can uh things like when bills come across my desk right come across my desk <laughs> mm-hmm. but like it's when a bill co- of meditation uh, when a bill comes through to the mail like the water bill comes every two months so sometimes i forget about it and I've been watering a lot in the summer to kind of, you know, get the peaches and the nectarines and all the grapes and stuff, mm-hmm. which which is cool and important. And then so it just showed up and I was like, fuck, $250. Like, that's that's a lot of money for the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's every two months. But so one of the things I'll do is be proactive about it and um, and uh, and pay it as soon as I can. Like, if I have the money... It's not like, well, it's not due to the 20th, so I'll just wait until right. the 19th. Because what's the point in that? I mean, unless you don't have the money. I'm not saying, you know, you have, we all manage our finances differently, right? And we all have yeah, to pay right. things at a certain mm-hmm. time. But if and when I can, I will go ahead and get that fucking bill out of my life and out of my head as soon as possible. Like, immediately if i can if it's something pops up and it's like hey your sprint bills do well boom i'm done i'm out of here like i'll pay it and that really frees me up for not worrying about it or going oh gosh did i did i pay that one did i what else do i need to do and i just it frees me up um yeah you know another thing that i have heard is time blocking which i don't do a lot of i have a i have like a digital what do you call it like a google calendar and i'll put certain Mm -hmm. things on there but even smaller tasks if when you when you block it out when you have the 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 time allotted there's a certain level of freedom of knowing what's coming so you can kind of create the um you can create the security of the future by choosing what you're going to do. And then it just sort of frees yeah. up the the moment, the the it frees up the present to not be a thing to worry about later. Now it's not gonna work for everybody, and maybe it's not gonna work for you. You know, I don't know if you have a set time where like you say, I'm gonna go paint, you know, or right. 
you know. But, yeah, I do. But yeah, so I mean, you have that. So you would say it's between three and six or two and five or whatever like that. And so when you begin to do those things, those tasks, whether they be for yourself or stuff that needs to get done or whatever, I feel like when you block those those moments out, like even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour, even if it's 15 minutes and you actually put it on the calendar, then that frees you up because you know what's coming next and you don't have to worry about mm-hmm. getting something done because you have planned and you have blocked out the time to do it. And right. I found that to be something that's somewhat helpful. Um, you know, and I have my own... <sighs> my own blocks about getting things done, especially the stuff that I want to do and the stuff that I, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the personal projects, like even, so I finally, speaking of those things, I have finally found a a program and a workflow for the book that we've been working on since we started this podcast, since before we started this podcast. And um, that you did all the, you did all the artwork for me like a year ago. And I still have been sitting on it and trying to figure out and wanting it to look good and wanting it to be good. And, so now it's okay. Well, stop worrying about it and block out the time to do it. And if I can, even if I spend 15 minutes a day, you know, on something that I want to do at the end of the year, that's a lot of minutes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, it is. It's just like your 100 push ups a day. Do you know right. what I mean? It all adds up. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and that's that daunting task you break into, you break into processes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just those little, we, we break everything down. We break, you know, days into hours and hours into minutes and, you know, programs mm-hmm. into steps. So mm-hmm. like, why the fuck not the stuff in my, in my, in my personal life? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another thing too, I don't know, my girlfriend and I live in separate houses and stuff like that. And we've taken to, um, we block out time that we're going to spend and we put it on the calendar and we say, and maybe that seems a little less spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for, but it's different when you live in two different cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I think that it, it really helps us to, to stay a little more connected, especially in this time of disconnection from a lot of people is like, okay, Mm -hmm. well I'm planning on spending this time. So I don't have to think, Oh gosh, I haven't seen my girlfriend in three days and I don't know when I'm going to see her and I don't know what's going on. And is she okay? And does she, you know, the, the, the worry of, she still love, does she still love me? me Oh, I haven't talked to my friends or my friends. Do my friends want to be my friends still? You know, there's a lot of that (laughs) stuff. I think there's a, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. think that way and they're like, ah, I don't know. And well, you know, you can block out time and you can, you just, I feel like I need to just be more intentional with the time because especially in these hazy days of quarantine, like before you started going and doing the painting in the garage, like I know your days were kind of aimless and you were, you well, started doing the videos. Videos, right. right? So my whole entire day was around making and editing a two minute video like mm-hmm. it would take the entire day and every day I woke up I had to think of a new idea mm-hmm. I didn't want to repeat myself mm-hmm. because in my mind there's this like nameless faceless following that's watching and they're going to be like he did that idea last Tuesday you know so like it was yeah it was it kind of it was fucking hard it was a pain in the ass 
I made it to like 57 videos, one video every day for 57 days. I'm on like 140 days now, mm -hmm. 145 days of quarantine at this point. But that was, I mean, that was at least something to, to take your mind off and have something to focus yes. on, right? Busy work, right? Busy work. Busy work. work. Even if, and it was, I guess it wasn't, I, I thought it was more fun than, than you're, you're making it out to be. <laughs> it was fun. I made me laugh. Like I would laugh at myself, but it was really, it would become really stressful at times mm -hmm. because I had no plan. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I never blocked anything out. I just wake up and be like, I'm going to talk like Batman today and then try to edit a video of me talking to myself like Batman. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? And then some days I'd wake up and be like, I just want to play Conan Exiles all day. I don't want to film a video of me talking like Batman. Hmm. So I don't know. It was, it was, but if I had blocked out time, like, the way you you do it, you know, I think it would have been more enjoyable in the sense that I'm like, all right, from I work out and then from like 10 a.m. to to noon, I just edit and make a little movie, you know, instead of it being like, oh, what do I do now? You know, because that's not how I pay. <coughs> I every day I get up, I work out, I'm done. I every day I try to be done working out by 10. Mm -hmm. And so then by then I do my chores, feed my animals, make my breakfast, and I'm in the garage by 11, and I paint from about 11 to about 3 or 4, sometimes 5, if I'm really inspired and kind of riding that wave of creativity, I'll, I'll hit it till about 5. And, I, you know, when I have my – like right now I'm on a break because I have no supplies, but once my supplies come in tomorrow, it's right back into the routine. I do that almost every day. I'll take like one day off to fuck around all day, and then it's just back – I feel weird when I'm not, I haven't painted in two days and I feel weird. Like I'm like, man, I need to get back to work. And that's so funny to me as, as an observer and, you know, knowing you as your friend and like mm -hmm. for the past year, I, I think you, if you, if you went and listened back to old podcasts, I'm sure there's some place where I'm encouraging you to quit your job <laughs> right. because I had quit my job. And I still job. haven't officially. <laughs> right? I've just been, yeah. Yeah. And you would say to me. I don't know, man. I don't want this painting thing to be the thing I make money off of because then I won't enjoy it. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you feel exactly that way anymore or still. No, it's, I mean, it's work, but it's work I'm enjoying right now. I mean, and I think, I don't know, I have more wiggle room with it emotionally. With tattooing, you just do whatever comes in off the street. Mm. And I did that for 20 years. So for 20 years, if I had available time, whatever your fucking idea was, if it was dumb as hell... I would still have to do it. If it was the most like illustratively incorrect thing in the world, I, I would have to do it if I wanted to eat. So if it made no sense, absolutely, I would still have to, I would either do it and eat or do it and not pay my water bill, you know? So it was, I don't know. I have a little more freedom now with this painting because, you know, people send me pictures of their dogs and be like, slap a suit on that motherfucker and I slap a suit on the dog and paint it, you know? And, <laughs> but it's kind of fun because I get to mess around and work a process. Whereas with tattooing, it was just like, I, I, I would have one day where I would do four of the exact same image over and over again on four completely different people, you know? And it just, I don't know, man. It just, I just didn't see the love in it. And I haven't officially quit yet. I mean, I, I, I owe one more person a tattoo and then from there I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't mm -hmm. know if I'm just going to bring all my shit home and be like my books are closed indefinitely or keep my shit there and start working two days a week once everybody stops being stupid and we can get over this stupid coronavirus. But I don't know, man. I like the it's idea so of the, um, the emotional flexibility in your work. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, I think that's really important. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily have that in the job that I do for money. Um, right, right. And not everybody has that, but like, I remember when it wasn't even, you weren't even entertaining the notion of like, I'm going to quit my job and just paint right. because mm-hmm. you just, I, I think that, and we all do this and especially we alcoholics, we're very quick to put the blinders on the blinders on for other possibilities. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we all have a future trip and that's why this is great. We have this, this like failure ready to be set up already. Mm -hmm. Like, like you said, the, the, and then, and then, and then, and then with your therapist. And that was me and tattooing was a lot of future tripping was if I don't do all these ramen noodles, ramen noodles, <laughs> these Roman numerals all day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever fucking thing I don't want to do. If I don't do these things, then I can't, then we, then I have no money. Then we get evicted. Then we have to live in my car, you know, like mm-hmm. following that line down instead of being like, well, you spend all day compromising. Like, why don't you just compromise on different things? You know? Hmm. It's true. It's so true, man. Because right? we do compromise. Like, do you really want to go to work and wait tables? No, but you have to. But you compromise that with, like, the other things in your mm-hmm. life that, you know what I mean? And eventually, <sighs> you know, hopefully we'll... I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, we could break that all down. But that's well, like a weird so, thing. yeah. Well, I would, I would say that I have been compromising my time... Over the last, you know, uh, eighteen months before um, May or whatever, I was, I was prioritizing my free time. I was prioritizing my fitness. I was prioritizing right. a lot of artwork that I was doing, a lot of the podcast work, and so what I didn't have was a lot of money, and right. I was putting myself into debt to afford that very meager yet free lifestyle and then all of a sudden it was like oh time to pay you know pay the piper as they say so now i'm kind of compromising my free time with like i'm gonna make money i'm gonna save as much money as i can because i like i now have this sense that i want to be prepared because i've done this Mm -hmm. once before and I just, I, what I see in the future is not something like I'm scared to be out of work. I am, but I'm also making a plan and organizing in my head my finances and really trying to dial in, like, how much does it cost to keep John alive every month, <laughs> you know, right. in this, in this exactly. particular yeah. iteration? And then I go, what is yes. the, what is the smallest amount of money possible? Okay. So I need to have this much money to get through this many, you know, uh, um, months of bad weather, assuming, you know, I can't even, I can't control coronavirus. No, I can't, none of us can. I can't control well, whether I contract no, it or can't. not. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. can't. I mean, I can stay home you and can. I can lock it up and I can, I can wear a mm-hmm. mask and I can get the glasses with the face shield and I can wear gloves. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, and I, there are actions and behaviors I can follow that will help keep me safer than minimize, not. Minimize, minimize the yeah. risk. But I'm minimizing, I'm mitigating risks all the time trying to figure out what I'm doing here. So the point of this whole thing is 
that I'm feeling more confident about what's going to happen in the future negatively, yeah. uh, poss- the mm-hmm. negative possibilities, by maximizing what I do today and going, okay, this is what I'm building f- toward so that when the fucking storm comes, I already have all my, you know, uh, what do they call them? Storm, storm doors? No, the storm the, windows. Storm windows. Yeah. Tarp, tarps. <laughs> well, I'm getting all those things prepared and mean. ready. Sandbags. Sandbags. All of that stuff sure. because because uh, I'm not sure if there's a storm <laughs> on the way, but I'm right. But, but there just there was prepared. one. There yeah. was one mm-hmm. five months ago, and so uh, I feel like okay. Yeah, so there's okay. another storm coming. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I need in March? Okay, I needed money. I needed a bigger understanding of my finances and, again, what it takes to keep John alive every month. So, right. In this iteration. I do <laughs> like that you did make that. In this well, iteration. It is correct because in five years, there's a different iteration of John who may require different things, mm-hmm. may require less, may require more. more you know. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. so what can I do to to be ready for the next storm. And so that's what I'm focusing on today. And that's, you know, so, uh-huh. what would be the difference between preparedness and future tripping? Just like I ask myself <clears throat> all the time, what's the difference between being vigilant and being afraid? You know what I mean? Um, I, what I think, I think, yeah. I think that it is, um, it is inactivity and it's paralysis mm-hmm. and it's fear. So a right. fear and paralysis and inactivity. Right. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, if I'm afraid of the future, I'm just afraid. Oh, coronavirus is going right. to get me and I'm not going to have any money mm-hmm. and I'm going to be out on the street and I'm going to like, I'm never, I've never let myself be homeless before. Pretty goddamn close. But <laughs> right. Even as a drug, <laughs> like a, a blackout drug. drug. Yeah. I never still had a house. I still yeah. had a house. Right. So there's, there's something I can look at. I can go, okay, I've never let myself down in that way before. Um, I can, I can preparedness and that's just what I'm doing today to be ready for that thing so that I go, well, you knew this was coming. Prepare for the worst Mm -hmm. or what is it? Prepare for the worst and expect the best or, you know. Yeah, or something like that. There's a thing. um, There's a thing. What was it? Expect the best and prepare for the Mm -hmm. worst. I guess I just took what you said and flipped flipped it. it. I think there was on one of the other. And reversed it. One of the political podcasts I listened to, the guy always says, Worry about everything, panic about nothing. And um, wow, yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know that worry is necessarily, but you can be prepared for things. You can bolster, I can bolster myself, you know, through my finances, through my health, through um, my relationships, through my friendships today, so that when the next thing comes down, I'm not as crushed, devastated or in panic and fear as I was in March. Cause I haven't yeah. forgotten that. And I, I, and I also hearken back to, you know, you, I remember when I first got sober and you said, remember your last bender and tattoo it on your brain. Right. And so I try to think at the beginning of March where I was at and how scared I was and how quickly the money was, was dwindling and how little of it I had and how I had no way of making any more money in the immediate future. I didn't see it. Yeah. Right. And there's lots of ways that people make lots of money. But, you know, again, there's a fucking virus and pandemic and all that stuff. Right. Your abilities to be able to make your opportunities to make it are getting like. So yeah. if that happens again, what do I need? 
and what will I what will I be you know capable of doing? So I think that's the difference is being prepared and and you know what did you say vigilance and, and being afraid is right is being active in that in that vigilance is being having you know have taking some control over what you do today having some agency about you know how i behave today and what i put what i prioritize especially my time which we have realized is so fucking precious and right we didn't realize we didn't know what to do with time because we haven't had any for so long and then we're given right. this huge swath of time and we're just it's just anxiety and depression is dumped on top of it and it's like so that wasn't really free time but now we've kind of done this once okay and we can be a little less anxious now we i'm not saying to not be cautious jerry but like you know what i mean yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. So when the yeah. shit hits the fan again, like for real, real, and, you know, people aren't, like, going on vacations or, you know, doing whatever, like, if it's again, like, oh, everyone is sick around me, like, okay, I know what to do now, and I'm not, I don't have to be as terrified. Right. And also looking right. back at my past, my personal past of how I've taken care of myself and how I can support myself and how I can depend on myself. Mm-hmm. I haven't let my- right. It's 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 so funny you talk about the personal past, and it works within tandem of this podcast as well. As I mm-hmm. saw one of those um, meme pages, the sobriety recovery meme pages on Instagram, and it was like you know I think about 2020 and how shitty it is, but then I remember my rock bottom and realize I can totally fucking do this. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And it really put it in perspective for me because I was like. 2020 is hard. It's been a hard year. It's been yeah. hard for everybody. It's been yeah. heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But 2014 was a motherfucker. Like that was the real hard year for me. You know that. I I feel hopeless when I go to bed now. But I'm just really. I'm just. I'm just feeling sorry for myself, and I'm feeling scared about shit I can't handle. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just. Um, I can't remember the word I'm trying to think of right now. But I'm just. I'm just. It's 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 nothing compared to the hopelessness and total like desperation i felt in 2014 yeah you know that's as bad as it could get for me was that last year of drinking yeah you know so i'm looking at 2020 and i'm like fuck dude like everybody around me people are getting sick people i love are really sick people i love are worried about i'm worried about them i worry about my family you know all these things but then i'm like but that wasn't like that 2014 motherfucker you know like so that was a really good perspective check so Mm -hmm. i mean i would suggest like if it gets scary like that. Just, And you're listening to this podcast, you probably have had a rock bottom or maybe even experiencing one now. I hope you're not. And if you are, I, I know it. I've been there. But uh, yeah, I would say compare and contrast the two, you know. Mm-hmm. And if it's worse now, I'm, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That sucks if it's worse now than it was back then. Because mm-hmm. it can be for some people. This is a wide brush I'm painting, mm-hmm. I'm painting with. But you know, John. I mean, think about your 2015. Right? That was when you got sober? Yeah. The, July 2000? Mm-hmm. Think about the circumstances that led you to that point in that hot July. You know what I mean? And where we are now in this hot August, you know? I am infinitely more well-equipped. And I've become right. infinitely more well-equipped in the last five months. Now, mm-hmm. I, I feel very unique. Uh, and not unique, but I... I my situation is unique, right? Yeah. But I feel very grateful that I have been able to not only deal with it, but kind of feel better than I was five months ago. 
and better yeah. prepared and understanding what I require. And just, you know, there's a sense of knowledge of self. And um, I think that that's been something that's exponentially uh, uh, better than, than it was in 2015 when I hit my rock yeah. bottom, when I was feeling miserable yeah. and shitty and mm -hmm. when I was overweight and the only thing I wanted to do was drink and eat and just like consume anything to make me feel different than I felt, which was awful. Right. So right. now I have many other tools and even in the middle of a global pandemic, I can go, mm -hmm. you know, to the regional park up the street and go for a run and fucking see deer and buzzards and squirrels right. and like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I can And go I envy <laughs> that. I'm in my position envying you for that because I only really have the one one or two parks I can run and I mm -hmm. don't you know what I mean? And I'm like looking at you and Napa and I'm like, dang, he's got so much room out there, you know, to run out in the rolling hills of yeah. Sonoma County or whatever and yeah. So I, I think it's great. The tools you have now are so different than the tools you had in 2015. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have to remind myself. The tools I have now are so different than what I had in 2014. I know we keep talking about how we can't imagine it in this pandemic still drinking, but can you imagine if you were still bartending and drinking during this pandemic? You'd be like super assed out of a job because they shut the mm -hmm. bars down, right? And be broke. I'm not sure if they did. And be broke. And then they're, they're, your source, your tap for free drinks is gone. Mm -hmm. You can't go, can't no. go there. Yeah. So yeah, it would be awful. Man. I mean, I I don't know how much yeah. booze I could steal from the bar before they closed down. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I can picture you stealing a bunch of booze from the bar and being like, oh, "We're gonna ride this out." I'm gonna have to fucking one week wait later. Tables. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um. But even 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 then, or even in that situation, compared to now, I I I'm just the, that's the other thing that alcohol does is it steals for it stole from me all I wanted was to drink so there was no motivation there was no interest there was no discipline there was no ability to create a better right now right in in con, with any concern for the future right mm -hmm. so so I didn't even have that ability because all I was doing was you feel like a fucking rat you're just trying yes. to hoard. You know, who, who else hoards? Do rats hoard? Do they actually hoard? Like, I don't know what pack animal rats pack do. rats, right? So just hoarding as much as I can to hide in the darkest fucking hole and not come out unless right. I need something. And that was mm -hmm. that was my alcoholism. That was my drinking, was being, right. a, being a rat. I was such a fucking rat in a hole, rat in a cage, despite all my yeah, rage. Yeah, Billy, <laughs> Billy Corgan. I was waiting for that Billy Corgan to come out. I was waiting. Um, so... That's something that's like, wow, all right. So am I cautious? Am I careful out there? Am I cognizant? Am I do I try to stay aware and knowledgeable of what's going on in my community and my area and mm -hmm. all of this stuff? Yes. Am I am I struck and paralyzed by fear? Not like I was in March. Um right. that may be it's still there a little bit though. It's I still know. there a little bit and I may I got it too. <laughs> I may be more conditioned to the outside than you are right now, right? Because I've you absolutely are. You absolutely like that's are a trip. You go and weigh tables, dude. I don't go any. I really rarely go anywhere. I run, and then I did help my wife do an open house where I just sat outside. Mm -hmm. I was like that open house bouncer. Mm -hmm. I went into a pizza parlor and ordered and ordered a pizza on the phone, and went in and talked to him behind plexiglass. That's it. I haven't been anywhere. You should go to the coast, Jerry. I'm not supposed to. They're telling oh, us not to. They're like, don't, don't come want to the coast. Yeah. 
motherfuckers don't get a sick. So then my wife's like, let's go on a hike. But everybody's on a hike yeah. right now. So I'm like, I'm like, it's even hard. I have a real nice trail I can run, but then everybody's on that trail because everybody's like me. They're like, I haven't been anywhere. So let's go out in the woods and yeah. walk on a trail. And I'm like, damn, damn, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay. No, and I, I just, and I wonder. I save it up for my runs, man. I save it up for my runs. <laughs> I wonder if I'm being conditioned incorrectly, right? So I try to think about it like, oh, and but I'm just, I'm doing what I have to, and I'm doing the best I can. And that I don't think that you have enough. much of a choice. No, right? not so you right have now. To just accept it. It's not like you can sit in your garage and paint. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like I have that privilege, and I'm very grateful for that. That's my gratitude is the program I can work mm-hmm. and the privilege I have that I'm like, well, I can live off my art to some semblance. My wife is still getting a paycheck from the school district. Mm-hmm. You know, she's still going to have to, she's going to have to do everything over distance learning, which her, the program she works with these kids is really hands on. So she's going to have to be having zoom meetings with these little kids, you know, mm-hmm. they're not starting in school on site school until December here. Okay. Well, that's good. So my daughter's going to be, Oh, it's great because I was freaking out. And so that means I don't think my wife is going to have to be on campus until December. So if we can get our shit together as a country, it shouldn't take that fucking long, but if we can get our shit together, <laughs> boom, dude, we can have a Christmas with masks on. You know what I'm saying? It, it, but that's I'm going to get it. Uh, you're going to see masks with the Santa beards attached for uh, Christmas. Fuck yeah, you will. I'm going to have little jingle balls off the uh-huh. line and be like, ching, 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 you know, have a holly jolly. We're get- Christmas is one of my favorite holidays. And I'm not Christian, mm-hmm. but I love Christmas. I watch, I just love it. It's because I have a child. Yeah. You're going to see ugly sweater yeah. masks or ugly mask parties. Just Yo, like you rain. need to get on that now. <laughs> is it, yeah. Is that it? And you don't have to ever wait a table again. You'll be rich forever. Ah. Uh. Ugly sweater masks. Ugly sweater masks. Start stitching. I got a mask manufacturer in Turkey. I got a print. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I got a print shop in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Let's I go. someone bringing them over. Go. Ugly, ugly. Oh. With the Rudolph nose on the front of it and shit. Mm-hmm. You'll see. A little mm-hmm. carrot for fucking uh, Frosty. Nose. Holy cats, dude. Like this Halloween, I love fall and Halloween. Halloween's going to suck. Yeah. Well, there's just, you can't yeah. go around and be getting candy from strangers and everybody's touching everything and yeah so yeah, it doesn't even work i can't even leave the honor bowl like i did last year but but there's no whoa just one piece of, I'll, I'll make a little doggy door and then when they ring i know we're getting off track here, <laughs> but i'm gonna make a doggy door and when they ring the bell i'll just push a piece of candy out with a pair of tongs then, yeah right and that'll be spooky like a fog machine fog will come out of the doggy door and just be some salad tongs with a baby ruth and just drop it on the step and then just retract it. The little fake witch. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, but what can shit, we dude. what can we learn from talking about Halloween, which is months away? Is that there's nothing to be done about Halloween? Okay, so there's there you go. Tongs in the doggy door. We've got it figured out. So we We've really can't worry out. about it. Um, Even if the pandemic calms down by Halloween, I'm still doing that. Right. That's just right. how I'm doing it. Like if for some reason we're all miraculously cured tomorrow, I'm still doggy door and tonging it now. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm doing. So, yeah. so yeah, but there's nothing. I can't like, oh man, Halloween's ruined and Christmas is ruined. And what about next Arbor Day? Oh, this, right. You and know. that's what I'm doing right now. I shouldn't be doing that. But you're absolutely right. But today, you're absolutely right. today, Wednesday, August 5th, as we record this, 
Mm-hmm. And um, it's beautiful and sunny. I didn't go for a run because my ankles have been bothering me, but I did my fucking. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. I need to rest. It's you did just your overused. push-ups, though. Did I did. Push-ups? I did a hundred push-ups. I did a hundred uh, crunches, and I did. Uh, I did a hundred squats this morning. Boo. So, um, those don't you're stop. Fucking, you're gonna have an ass, dude. You're I'm hoping so. Yeah. I, you know, I have that flat fucking no. So do I. Yeah. So, I lost a bunch of weight. My ass got flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so I do them my squats. girlfriend always says to me, she's like, where's your booty? Um, like, it's, it's hidden. It's hidden. So, it's a hidden treasure. It's been buried. <laughs> so I think that it's really important to like say, okay, so what am I going to do today? I'm going to call the dude back and see if there's a peach pie available. And how God, gonna... I can't believe you gave him 50 peaches. That's a big ass pie. Well, he was going to bake one for himself, one for me. And then he's like, uh, I'll dehydrate a bunch. Okay. So... Okay. And I was like, yeah, whatever, man, whatever works. Like I'm, I'm down. I, I want, I want some peach pie. So, you know, that's, that's what I can do today. And then I can get cleaned mm-hmm. up and I can, you know, get my shit together and feel good about going to work, making some money to pay off the bills that I have and, you know, mm-hmm. save a few more bucks. Like, you know, that's just, that's what I have to do right now today and focus on right now. Right. Cause fucking it's not Halloween yet. No, it's not Halloween yet. So, no. So there. <laughs> um, I remember Halloween. We'll see what happens. But I, I still, I, I just to, to, to review. You know, they, I think we used to have chemistry, like high school chemistry class, and they would have these mm-hmm. movies, and at the end they would go to review, and they would talk about I don't know hydrogen. I, I ditched all that. Yeah. I barely. I don't know. I wasn't there. You weren't there. I wasn't really there in high school. Yeah. No. Um, ditching. I love this idea that you know when you're future tripping. What is the thing we can? What is the tool we use? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. What is? See, I'm not even good at the to review part. You tell me, and then I'll just repeat <laughs> well, what you say. Mindfulness. So you said this. You well, yeah, said that's what you. Yes, absolutely. That's what it's combats it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So being mindful about the moment. You know, like what. Uh, and just and just knowing that what you're. I know that what I do right now is actually going to help produce a better tomorrow. Yeah. You're That's absolutely it. right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to do that and not worry about tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about the 100 push-ups tomorrow. I just did the ones for today. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mindfulness. Try that serenity prayer. You don't even have to say God. You can just say bear. 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 Grant me that serenity, bear. You don't even need to say anything. You can just say, no. grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the, courage the things I change can, the things I can. Yep. and the wisdom to know the difference. Bring it on home, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's all. So, you just got to accept it. If you can accept, accept it, accept it. Accept it, And accept know it. when you can't. Know when to hold them and know when to fold them. In the words of the immortal Kenny Rogers, who is not immortal because he just died recently, yes. I believe. Rest no in peace. To run. Rest in power, Kenny. Yep. You never count your money while you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for mm-hmm. counting when the dealing's done. Not that. It's just that that fits in with that serenity prayer, don't it? Shit. I think it is. I think the gambler was yeah. all about uh, the serenity prayer. Yeah, I think so too. We can't <laughs> ask him now, though. No, not now. Um, all right, Jerry. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week, but don't worry about yeah. it until we get there. We'll hold him and fold him till next week, dude. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. 
And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at aisforalcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah.